Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, welcome back. We're Chris and Christina, and today we're going to continue with our discussion about how we've seen God in maybe not the best circumstances. And so today we're going to talk about how we've seen God in the midst of health. And Chris, you were saying something earlier. I think it's worth repeating about health. What did I say? <laughs> I don't know now. About when it's good, it's good. I don't even know now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I think we're rambling. I don't remember what. If I said that, you I don't remember it. You just said it. But what does health have to do with? I mean, health has everything to do with. Well, who maybe, we are. maybe this is what you're talking about. Health is a wonderful thing. Good health is a wonderful thing to have, and sometimes we take it for granted. Right. But when health um, is is difficult. Man, it can cause stress. Right, right. So we're going to jump to an experience where we saw God really intervene, in specifically in your health. So you were in Thailand. I don't even remember the year. Was it 2006? I don't know. No, I remember it. It was uh, 2005 uh, in December. I think it was New Year's Eve uh, 2004. A tsunami hit so many uh, coast And Thailand was one of those. Yeah. Huge devastation. And so you took a a group of people from uh, Norman, Oklahoma, a team to just help with tsunami relief. Seven months later, Mm -hmm. and there was so much damage and destruction that that many months later, they were still asking people to come in and help clean up, help rebuild, uh, encourage people. And so seven months later, this this trip took place. Right. So you're a vibrant, healthy man, exercises, you're not overweight. You're in good shape. And tell us what happened. They had uh, here. I'm the leader of this team of about ten people or so. And you, so, as the leader, I should have been paying attention. They had given us instructions. Now we will back our work vehicles in um, to the uh, the places we stay at night because just in case another tsunami alert comes mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, we have to. Uh, leave quickly. Evacuate. Yeah. Evacuate. So have a, a bag of some basics in there for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in my brain, well, it's happened. It's not going to happen again, I'm sure. We'd been there several days and about midnight, one in the morning, there's the uh, this woman's beating on our uh, hotel door mm-hmm. and screaming. And there, the ocean was right across the, the road from us. Yeah. And there was a former um, hotel and resort that had been destroyed right across the road. So we saw the devastation every day. Yeah. But it still didn't register for me that it would happen again. And she's screaming, tsunami coming. It uh, Once I, it woke me up, it gripped me with such fear. And so I didn't have a bag ready. Mm-hmm. So I'm yelling, going down the hallway, telling our team, get on the truck, go downstairs, get on the truck. So I ended up being the last one on the work truck. Mm-hmm. And I got on there with flip-flops, yeah, athletic shorts, and a t-shirt. Yeah. That is it. So you're on, you, there's several people on a truck. You guys are, are fleeing the area because of a tsunami warning. And there's an, a major significant accident. We're in the back of this work truck hanging on to this bar that uh, that's above it. And uh, I mean, it's chaotic around there. And our driver was from this U.S. Mm-hmm. And in Thailand, they drive on the opposite side of the road uh, than we do here. And so that could be a bit confusing for American drivers. But with added stress... There was another truck coming our direction, and he we know he's getting ready to turn in front of that oncoming uh, truck, mm-hmm. and we're screaming, 
stop, but he doesn't hear us. Mm-hmm. And when uh, he turns, they hit the front of our work truck and it spins us around several times. And when we were uh, hit, it threw, I think, five of us out of the back of the truck. And you were one of those. I was one of those. But I remember thinking, I'm, I'm strong. I can, I can handle this. I'll hang on tight and I'll be just fine. As soon as the impact hit, I knew I was in trouble. I flew out of there like a piece of plastic. It was mm-hmm. so, uh, so, so strong. So you landed on your hips. You were unable to move. You had a head injury. Uh, tell us about that moment when you were found yourself on the ground. I don't remember flying out of the truck. I remember, remember the impact. I don't remember flying through the air, but I remember coming down and my legs were behind me. Mm-hmm. And then my hips uh, hit the ground and then my head flew back and hit the, the, the pavement as well. And as soon as I hit the pavement with my head, uh, it sort of, everything sort of spinning and I knew I was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I... I can't move really. And I hear people yelling at me, get out of the way. And I look to my left, I think it was, and our truck is still spinning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to it's gonna hit me. Mm-hmm. And man, the next, next thing I know, I'm up on my feet just in time uh, to get out of the way of the truck spinning my direction. Mm-hmm. Guys, I believe that was the hand of God mm-hmm. uh, lifting me up because I could not move at that moment. Mm-hmm. I would have been, from what I understand, hit by that truck and killed at that point more likely. Yeah. So I'm on my feet and I thought, oh my goodness. And all this chaos was going on around me. And I I feel blood on the back of my head. So mm-hmm. I reach up there and the blood's gushing out. So I thought, I took my t-shirt off. No, a friend came over and saw me to help yeah. me and said, let's take your t-shirt off. Long story short, I had different injuries. Mm-hmm. Guys, no broken bones. Right. Well, and then there was an just happened. We don't believe in things just happening. God ordained a nurse, orchestrated for a nurse to be there at the scene. Do you remember that? Not at the scene. Uh-huh. Not at the scene. So they they got me on a uh, in the back of a pickup and they they flew down the road to go up the up the mountain because mm-hmm. they said we have to get off of this flat ground area in case the tsunami's coming. By the way, it was there was a, a mi- minor tsunami in the ocean, but it registered, uh-huh. and so they didn't want to mess around. They right. just acu- evacuated. Right, so, it didn't do additional damage, no. but still everybody responds. Right, and so they, <coughs> excuse me, they drove me up. I uh, drove me up to this uh, mountain area, and um, uh, there was this cabin and. I guess there was a nurse, mm-hmm. and these people started helping me. They didn't have any uh, any uh, medical supplies to help me, but they wrapped my band, they wrapped my uh, injuries. Mm-hmm. They took a, a cold Pepsi or something <laughs> in a can and put it on the back of my head for cold mm-hmm. uh, as a cold press. Mm-hmm. So we had to stay there until the tsunami alert was was passed. They put me back in the truck and drove me into the uh, the emergency room at the hospital, which was very primitive where I was, my injuries were, were cleaned. I was assessed. Uh, I was bandaged in stitches and things like that. And then they, did they fly you or did they take you then to a, a proper hospital? The, the next morning. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is probably three in the morning at this point. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I'm, I'm lying in this, or I'm sitting in this, uh, this makeshift, it wasn't a makeshift. It was just a very primitive hospital room mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. 
trying to process all that had just happened, and I'm covered in mud and blood because they actually didn't clean me up. They they didn't have enough manpower. Yeah. And so the next morning, a few hours With later, flip flop. Didn't you lose a flip flop? I did. Yeah. Um, I um. Yeah, you're right. I um I had flip flops. Had one flip flop on. <laughs> the T-shirt I had had on before was covered in blood. So they they gave me a, another T-shirt, and I'm a pretty big guy. It looked like my little brother's T-shirt. <laughs> And a pair of um, um, athletic shorts with no underwear. Yeah. Let me just say, I was not looking pretty. <laughs> However, so the next morning, they, they transported a few of us by ambulance to a larger uh, community with a really nice hospital where I was taken care of. And um, I'm just uh, just amazed at the miracles that God gave me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Why did I not break a bone? Right. I literally, my body flew out of the back of a truck, bounced on a road. Right. With pavement, nothing was broken. A few cuts. Yes, I had some um, some injuries. It took a while to heal, mm-hmm. but there was uh, one guy had a brain bleed. Yeah, he almost died, and he was thrown out same time I was. Right, right. I know God's hand was at work on me that that whole time, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. What else do I say about that? Well. <clears throat> What were you internalizing? What were you thinking? What were your conversations like with God when you're in the middle of all that? Because you were experiencing trauma. Okay, let me let me back up. So when I was able, I was thrown out of the truck. I'm finally able to get on my feet again. I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. The hand of God. And I realized I have a head injury. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was about to pass out. And I thought I was going to die. And mm-hmm. I remember crying out to God, God, I don't want to die. I have a wife and three girls at the house, three mm-hmm. daughters. Mm-hmm. And guys, this may sound strange to you, and that's okay if it does. Exactly. <laughs> because as I experienced God over the years, what used to feel strange and sound strange to me has become a normal part of my relationship with God. Yeah. And so I knew the Holy Spirit said, Chris, you're not going to die, but I need you to pay attention to me. Mm. So basically, he's, there's an old movie, uh Moonstruck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cher, who plays this role, <laughs> I guess it's her boyfriend or right, her husband. Right, right. Uh-huh. He's freaking out, and she finally just slaps him. She says, snap out of it. Yeah. That's what it felt like, the Holy Spirit going, Chris, you're not going to die, but I need you to wake up and pay attention here. Yeah. I'm doing something here. Yeah. I need you to be a part of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay, God. So my head was bandaged up, and what I knew, God had a purpose in the steps that I was going to go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the in the nicer hospital, in the larger community, uh, you know, they ran all these tests on me, x-rays, and I was in the hospital probably a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I don't know, I was changed in some ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, you were given a conversation or a message that I was uh, in, a, in a bad accident. Yeah, the only information. And that's all you knew. Yeah. We had been contacted by the coordinators of these trips, and they said, we don't have any other information other than there's been an accident. Uh, There are two substantial injuries. One man has brain bleed. The other, their words were, he's paralyzed. We don't know which one is your husband. And then for 24 hours, I don't have any information of which one you are. And I just remember, you know, putting on a brave face for the girls, you know, but crying out in the middle of the night, like, God, I trust you, but please do not take him. 
um, yeah, I was, I was changed in some ways where the Lord was kind, but said, Christina, Chris can't be the end all be all I am. And you're not in control and your fear is an idol right now. Your fear is a, a lot more tangible than your faith in me. A few days after getting out of the hospital, mm-hmm. they take me back to this small village where our, our team, we were staying and working. And because we had been helping this community, you know, painting, cleaning up, some rebuilding, things like that, uh, they heard about this accident because yeah. it was in the, in, the, in the region. And there was one day and we were told, uh, the, all, uh, a lot of these people from the villages, they want to come and, and bring gifts to us. Man, it was humbling. Mm. Uh, these people who had nothing were the, those of us who'd been in the in the accident were sitting in these chairs like honored guests. It was like a royal procession. It was, from oh, looking at the, it was the amazing. Yeah. I, I I forget about that, but it really was. And all the, a few hundred people I think showed up yeah. bringing gifts like uh, pineapples, papaya things. I mean things that they could give. Right, right. And I remember feeling so humbled and kind of embarrassed, like. You're honoring me because I was in a car wreck. Right. Um, Your lives are just destroyed seven months ago in a tsunami. Yeah. Right. And they had, I mean, most everyone you would talk to had lost someone yeah. in the tsunami. Uh, they had lost a home, their ability to earn a living because of their mm. business. Again, you're talking primitive living as far as we, we would describe being yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. And all those people came. So God used not only the accident, but the care that those mm. people gave us. And the sacrifices they gave of, of themselves to honor us was just... In the midst of their own loss. It was overwhelming. It yeah. really was. I, I was humbled and changed. Yeah. I think we use health as a crutch, not in a weak way, but when we're healthy, like you said, we think we're infallible. <laughs> we think that there's nothing can harm us. And when we're put in those situations... Man, it, it it is so formative and transformative. You know what? I just had this thought, Christina, on that mm-hmm. trip. I remember taking some, I think I took some stretch bands with me to yeah. exercise. Yeah. And I, you remember back then I was doing push-ups quite often. Right. And the girls, my daughters would say, Dad, don't do push-ups in public. Right. You know. Uh, but I remember doing push-ups and stretchy bands to exercise some yeah. mornings on that trip uh-huh. and going, man, I'm so strong. I can, I'm healthy and mm. we, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. And God allowed, mm-hmm. I don't understand that aspect of it, yeah. but I can trust him with it. Yeah. He allowed me to be in that accident. Mm-hmm. And you may be listening and disagree with that. All I know is that I was drawn closer to God mm. in the middle of all of that fear Anxiety and uncertainty. Well, and, and let's clarify, we're not saying that God caused that. No. We don't believe that God's a cruel God. He allowed it because we live in a fallen world. Bad things happen. And he worked good in the midst that's, of it. That's the, the, that's the way to say it. The driver, he's 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 fallible. Yeah. He, in his fear and, and uh, confusion. Chaos and, yeah. Yeah, chaos. He, he made it uh, cause an accident that hurt a lot of people. Um, and the hand of God in our lives in the middle of all that is what I got to experience mm. in some tangible ways. And, um, yeah. Are you fallible? Every day. <laughs> wow. Why do you ask? No, I mean, 
that's obviously a lesson. Uh, what's another lesson that you learned having gone through that experience when your health was in jeopardy and every single thing was out of your control? What's what's maybe another lesson you learned in that experience? Oh, well, you did not ask me this question ahead of time to prepare. Surprise! Right. The first thing that comes to my mind, I was out of my comfort zone. Mm. Not just, yes, a, a, an accident like that is majorly out of a person's comfort zone. Sure. Those kind of injuries are out of your comfort zone. But I didn't speak the language. Mm-hmm. So I was transported to a hospital about two hours away from where we're staying. Mm-hmm. Yes, they spoke some English in this hospital, but... It was in Thailand, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and no one looked like me. No one spoke like me. Right. There was no person to comfort me, really. Right. And if you don't know who Chris Elledge is, how how tall are you? Six foot two. I'm six two. At the time, two hundred pounds. Probably two hundred pounds. Two ten. A big giant compared to. <laughs> two. They gave me PJs for the uh, the hospital, <laughs> and I looked like a a karate guy. <laughs> wearing a really small man's outfit. Yeah. So I remember them them kind of chuckling at that. Right. But I say all that, I remember feeling really alone. And yeah. um, it was probably, I couldn't sleep one night there in the hospital, and they had me use a wheelchair because of my uh-huh. injuries with my hips. Yeah. And which were totally fine at some point. Yeah, isn't that amazing? But I'm rolling down the down the the hallway like two or three in the morning, and they had a computer you could use. So I sent some emails home, and uh, you know, I remember seeing an email saying, "Man, I feel so alone." Mm. <laughs> and people reminding me, "But you're not alone at all. God is right there with you." Yeah. But I, it helped because I'm a tangible. I'm a human being who needs tangible evidence sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I needed someone else to tell me that. Yeah. So, you know what? If Maybe you're as you listen to this, you need to be reminded that God knows your situation. He sees you. He knows what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And that email from that person reminded, Chris, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know God, your, your father, because you've talked about it a lot. Yeah. He's right there with you. And you know what? I had great peace. I, okay, you're right. Yeah. I am not alone, so I rolled back down to the my my room, got in bed. In your tiny PJs. In my tiny PJs, and I slept so well. And it's interesting, by the time I left the hospital, this sounds strange. Yeah. I didn't really want to leave. Yeah. I experienced such care, mm-hmm. such peace from God. Mm-hmm. Um, I had time to really think about things in my life. Yeah. And because I can be petty or I can get caught up in details, man, is that okay? Do I have to leave the hospital today? Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. So just further illustration how, you know, the Bible says in Romans eight twenty eight that God works all things together for our good, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I think that story just so illustrates that. So as always, man, we're so thankful that you are listening today. If anything that you heard in Chris's story today was helpful, would you write a review, download the podcast, subscribe, and if you feel compelled and would love to help contribute financially, uh, you can do so at FahrenheitMentoring.org. As always, thank you for listening today. 